Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe and Gravity Falls. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilvall. Hello. And Brittany Falcon. Hello. Uh, this is the first of our Gravity Falls episode discussions. We will be covering every new episode of Gravity Falls from here on out until probably the show ends its run. Um, we're a new podcast that we just started a few weeks ago. Um, you can check us out at OverlyAnimated.com. We're, and Gravity Falls is a major reason I wanted to start a general animation podcast. Um, along with Steven Universe, I think they're two of the best shows on television. They both came back today. Uh, it's very exciting. Um, and we're going to be... Yeah, we're going to be covering every new episode. Uh, you can check out our other stuff there on OverlyAnimated.com. You can support our Patreon at patreon.com slash OverlyAnimated. Um, spoilers for this episode of Gravity Falls. Um, Duh. Yeah, and the rest of the show as well uh, throughout. Um, I didn't even mention the episode name yet. Uh, but we're, today I'll be discussing A Tale of Two Stands, obviously. The 30-minute long, no commercials, um, kind of masterpiece or whatever i don't know we'll, we'll discuss if it's a masterpiece it's certainly <laughs> a cinematic type thing that aired on disney xd today uh so let's get right into it a tale of two stands um delaney what did you think of this episode such a great episode it's so exciting um it's odd because typically especially like in this how we've talked about episodes that are similar to this like the whole flashback kind of episode we're kind of like eh, i don't really i don't really know how i feel about this you know of course depending on the show but i thought this was wonderfully done like i kept forgetting it was a flashback episode like it's just so good and it's like an actual narrative and it's awesome and just the references and like the mysteries that were revealed like just it hit every, it hit things i don't even know it wanted to hit like it just like, just the little touches here and there, like, oh, that's from, like, whatever episode, like, forever ago. It was just great. Stellar. And also, we have Nerdy Science Tenzin, which is fantastic. Nerdy Science yeah. Tenzin. J.K. <laughs> Simmons voicing uh, Ford, I think is what we'll be calling him now. It seems yes. like uh, Stanford, the new twin. Uh, Britt, yeah. what did you think of this episode? I deeply enjoyed it. It was funny. It was entertaining. It was really action-y. Like Delaney said, it had a great narrative. Um. Yeah, it was all around really good. Cool, and we'll get into to some specifics in a few minutes. Uh, yeah, I I agree. This was very good. Um, especially I, I've watched it twice tonight. First time I watched it, it was incredible. Uh, this is it was it was very it was very cinematic and it was very um funny. I think those were maybe the two the two biggest pros to this, which is typical of Gravity Falls. There was not really any specific flaws to it. Uh, but the second time watching, uh, the tropiness of it stood out to me, like the, uh, stereotypical, um, nature of some of these plots. Like there's not a, it's not necessarily super original, the backstory, but it is, uh, it was, it's very good. Like the whole conflict. <laughs> yeah. The conflict, the, just the, the general relationship between the twin, the twins, stuff like that. But it's, it was well, it was very well done. Obviously the show doesn't have bad episodes anymore and i never really had bad episodes but it doesn't even have average episodes anymore it's too good for that it was tropey while remaining entertaining you know yeah it was definitely i agree with that like the 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 good stuff of it uh shine through and even though like i think if i get if i'm worried that as we analyze this show too much unlike steven universe i will start to pick apart the uh 
non-social progression of the show, right? Because this episode is extremely male-dominated and stuff yeah. like that. And it's just, I'm also watching a new episode of Steven Universe today. It's also striking how progressive that show is and how not ne- not progressive this show is. Not that it's anti, not that it's like super bad. It's and problematic. It's just everyone. It's just very heteronormative and uh, and very male and stuff like that uh so it's it's that's holding me back i think and black plus the tropiness is holding me back from giving saying this is too incredible um but it was certainly very very good very well made and i don't know i think the humor really shines through uh, for a lot of this um and the humor oh, yes, the humor really relied on the establishedness of the establishment of the characters and dynamics a lot of it was the characters we know reacting to this backstory Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, um like Mabel this episode. Hug it up. Like, yeah, the hug totally it up great. was great. Uh Dipper reacting to the journals was incredible. Uh, the screaming. Yeah. <laughs> he like had a fangrasm. Like he was a hardcore fangirl in it. It was great. <laughs> and I don't know. The probably my favorite line maybe in anything ever, which is Sue saying, I hope this all this aligns exactly with my fanfic stand. <laughs> if not, I'll be very disappointed. Which was unfortunate it was unfortunately in the trailer. Um, so yes. we, we, we did already discuss this line on our preview podcast, but that's, that line is incredible. That is, line is I can't brilliant. remember fanfic being in a, a show before the word fanfic. So no. And that Sue's and I, fiction just completes his character. <laughs> oh yeah. Now his character is perfect. Now that we know that detail. Yes. I mean, it was perfect before, but now it's just like, no, no, no. it was perfect when he called Wendy and he was like, I have to call Wendy. Like yes. I have to like fill her in. Like she's my BFF. She For has the to next know. 14 hours. Yeah. I mean, this episode did lack Wendy, but then we got the stinger, which was incredible. You know, yeah, the entire time I was like, where's Wendy? And then yes, you got yeah. it at the end. I guess she's just been off for like a few days. Uh, yeah. She takes sense. vacation days. Yeah. Okay. Wait, isn't that what happened? Like he told her to go home. Yeah, I think so. In the last episode, Which, I mean, that was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a while. But... It has been a while. Yeah. That's the thing. I I apologize if we get any of the mythology wrong on the show. The show is very established mythology, and yet it airs very infrequently. I kind of ranted about this on our preview podcast for this episode, but uh, I hate the way Disney schedules the show. Um, I believe they should air it Game of Thrones style, ten episodes, ten consecutive weeks, once a year. Rather, we're getting about one episode a month. Next uh, next next uh, month, two episodes actually. Uh, so we'll be back on I think August third, um, and we're very excited about that. But it's I don't know. I've been watching week to week since episode one, and yet I'm very pretty um, kind of forgetting a lot of the show's mythology. I mean, we haven't had Bill Cipher in quite some time. Well, uh, although there's we an argument we for re- this episode. Well, we have a reference to him today. I would assume we'll get into that. Several so, references. So let's get into. Unless there's some other dude with one eye running around. Yeah. Uh, it's a beast. I don't know if I describe Bill Cipher as a beast, but yeah, he's not. He's not cool. He's not. Cool. Maybe he has, like maybe that's his like a like his non-physical form, and his physical form is like a werewolf or something. No, no throwing Teen Wolf into this. Although, yeah, I, I've foregone Teen Wolf tonight to watch Gravity Falls. Definitely a higher priority. Okay, let's get into um, let's get into I the specifics Teen here. Wolf, so you will be proud of me. Good job, Britt. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get into specifics. So we start off uh, pre-credits with um, the uh, the two twins kind of in the early days in New Jersey with um, Stanford quickly established. We we, are, we get the reveal that Stanford, uh, J.K. Simmons, is um, not the – is is that Stan Stan's name is not Stanford, it's Stanley, which we kind of mm-hmm. know from the trailer. Uh, yeah. But there, that was kind of – I guess that would be a reveal if uh, Disney didn't ruin that. 
But uh, we get the smart one, Stanford, and the free spirit, Stanley. Um, they break into this thing. They sign their name. Um, uh, Very Bill Cipher-like hole. Yes. Uh, I've got the other thing. What is it called? Punching, says Stan, <laughs> which is a great line. And yes. Yeah, and they, we kind of establish this. And then we get the full intro, which was very notable <laughs> to me. We haven't gotten the full intro to the show in a while. I think this, I think this show is the best uh, credits on television. I like their theme song. Yes. It's really cute. Yeah, the, the, every, yes. every, everything about the episode is amazing. Yes. Okay. Um, about the uh, intro is amazing. I mean, so there we they're back in real time. I, I'm so, we're going through it kind of think piece by piece. This is the this is the problem you always run into an episode discussion podcast. You kind of have to just take everything that happened and say it and then talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but as it's a little annoying to me when I listen to these, but I, I've not yet discovered a better way to do it. So we're still doing this. Uh, angry in real time. Um, so let's talk, let's, let's get into this. So Stan says, uh, he was saving, uh, so they're angry at each other, Stan and, um, Ford, Stan and Ford. Okay. I think that's what we should be calling them. Stan and Ford. Uh, that's enough. Saving, saving, <laughs> Stan says he was saving, too busy saving you from some sort of sci-fi sideburn dimension to Ford. And this is kind of the <laughs> only, another great line. That's a great line. The only, that's the only reference we get to the dimension that Ford is coming from. So I kind of want to talk about that for a little, because you'd feel like that would be one of the biggest things to discuss with this guy who just was in another dimension for like 30 years or whatever. Yeah. What but was no. he doing? Like he looked like he fell out of like the Matrix. Like yeah, yeah. Like we're talking. Like he was in. Like, he had a gun on his back. Like, yeah, he like he's in. Like I was very much stuff. an assault. It was very much an assault rifle. Like, how about the mechanics of this? Why does opening this portal instantly draw uh, Ford back in from the dimension? Is does that mean he was camping by the portal entrance the entire time, or does the portal like hone in on him? Yeah. Is it well. Like, I- if you want to get really specific, his energy signals. I have no idea, Dylan. Do I look like I live in this? <laughs> well, it's not scientific or anything. It's fake. So, no. it's. N- I mean, you could like argue that, like, okay, the way your atom. This is gonna. So you're actual like phys- person who really knows a lot about physical things. You're getting like the dumb version. I apologize, but like basically, you have a way that your strings vibrate and if you flip it you can in theory become dark matter and fly back okay, i don't i don't think we need a like an actual scientific definition because no. well, i don't well, think that's really that's relevant okay. well we no, have you so that's what we're getting <laughs> but uh so, like i don't know which do you think it's one of the two right like either the portal drew him back in or he was waiting by the portal like for years to, uh, but it we're also assuming that there is another portal it could have just like this is like i feel like like for, well, it, it doesn't mean that, that yeah. Not that there's ne- not that there's necessarily another portal on the other side. Just that he knows where he came out of the portal when he got in there. So he, but like, yeah. But my thing is like, so he created this portal that like more. So this is like wormhole in reality. Like he punched a hole in his dimension. So two things I think, and we've talked about, and this is a thing I think with Gravity Falls itself is that it's so close because it's bleeding through. So this is a weak point in the dimension. So he probably just stayed in that weak point. So it's probably a large area. So like, I don't. Waiting. Know like, He's just waiting by where it opened. Yeah. Or, because like there isn't. This sounds dumb, but the portal only exists when it's on. That makes sense. That does make sense. Because like, as opposed to like, oh, he knows where the portal is. Like it don't. Or um, like he can't just like this is where the portal is. I'll just go back through here or. I understand that like, there's no portal on the other side. I'm just saying he would know where yeah. it opened up when he came in. Maybe. I don't but think I anything like this makes sense. Like, even if 
it would still be in this. Would it be in the same spot in that world? Does that world move? Yeah, like, I really don't understand. Yeah, because like, it's a dimension. Like, does it move? Like, yeah, it's like a dimension. So, like, does that dimensional portal just follow him around? Like, the, the probability is. But, like, is, say uh, he camped in. Unless he specifically is waiting for the portal, the probabilities of him being near the portal when it opens seem low. Well, it could be like the Avengers. I'm not Avengers. Uh, Thor, Thor 2. Yeah, so this is portal stuff that the show doesn't necessarily think about. I'm interested if we're going to actually... They haven't revealed it yet, purposefully. If they what? They just haven't revealed it yet, purposefully. Like, yeah. We did the dimension thing. I mean, I wonder, like, how much we're going to talk about this other dimension, right? Because it doesn't seem important to what they're focusing on right now. I mean, I I feel like it has to come up in passing, just because, like, if we're going to talk about their relationship, if we're going to talk about Ford, like, this has to come up, and, like, maybe how Ford has changed, and that kind of thing. I can't really imagine it not coming up, because, like, the whole reason Gravity Falls being the way it is is because it's a weak part. Right, so, yeah. The dimension, all this stuff, like, leaks through, but, like... You're not going to just, like, explain that away and not worry about where it's leaking through, like, or what's leaking through, you know what I mean? Right, so let's we'll jump ahead a little bit, because at some point, uh, Ford is talking about how he's built this portal to fi- try to find the um, the source of weirdness in Gravity Falls, right? So he thinks that uh, it's leaking through the dimension. So it's uh, this, this might be our end game or something where we're going to um, yeah. like another dimension. Like, that's where we're building the portal to. Maybe maybe the finale like takes place in, the, in them going to Bill Cipher's home world. Um, so here's a question. So again, we're jumping, but uh, when they build the portal, McGucket says, uh, "Fear the beast with one eye," um, and we presume that to mean that's Bill Cipher. So there's two options here, I think, and this is after he sticks his head in the portal. Uh, mm-hmm. One option is that Bill Cipher is that uh, McGucket literally saw Bill Cipher on the other side when he went in, which would mean Bill Cipher's from this other dimension. Um, the other, the other option would be that, uh, McGucket gains, gains some sort of insight by sticking his head through the portal and that like, like knocks him like his brain loose and like he, he just like sees the future or something like that. Um, which would mean that Bill Cipher isn't necessarily connected to that specific dimension. Well, it could be like, um, in Doctor Who and like you look into the, um, un whatever schism and you like lose your mind. Uh, yeah, so that'd be awesome. Uh, dude. Like, just kind of, like, looking through a wormhole probably be like, oh my god! So. I mean... <laughs> Does the physics of wormholes, like, even matter here, or... So we assume. No, no but it's just, like, looking into something like that. When I watched it, I got the impression that, um, or once I thought about it a little bit, I got the impression that he, like, saw Bill Cipher on the other side. Yeah, okay. like, Bill Cipher would... Bill Cipher would totally be just chilling and would, like, randomly appear and, like, touch someone and be like, haha, scary prophecy. I mean, so if... Bill Cipher is on this dimension, and the dimension is the source of weirdness. Bill Cipher is the source of weirdness. He's a representation of this other dimension. He's causing all these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, mysteries. All the mysteries are solved to the end. Yes. No, I'm pretty sure that that's not what's going to happen. No. But that would be that's like the most logical, basic connections we can draw at this point, I guess. Well, that Bill Cipher is like definitely like involved. I mean, I I like yes. I remembered not that much of the Bill Cipher mytho- mythology. Honestly, hasn't been on television in a while. Um, but. Like, I don't remember there being too much concrete established with him. I mean, we have no, we know. He's just, like, a creepy triangle that appears and messes things up, and then he leaves. Right, so... Yeah. I think it is established that he's from a different dimension. Like, I think that's a thing. He's, like... Gets inside your head. Like, he's very manipulative. But he seems to have... I thought, because I've recently watched, like, the whole series straight through, because I had to for podcasts. Um, And because I wanted to. 
Um, he has, seems to have, like, a purpose. Like, he has, like, a greater goal. Like, he seems manipulative, but he isn't just, like, randomly being chaotic for the sake of being chaotic. You know what I mean? He's yeah. always, a he's always, like, just like with Dipper, like, he's always trying to make a deal to, like, he wants something. I also, I also think that, um, it's he not... He kind of a- reminds me of a poltergeist, to be honest. I mean, there's a chance that this portal could, like, Bill Cipher. He doesn't stick around very long, and though it se- he, though it seems he can move f- freely, there's a chance that with this portal, he can fully come in to this dimension and, like, really, like, mess things up. If like he, this, if he wasn't it. somehow fully in already, yeah, 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 this could open the floodgates. So I think it's not unreasonable to start making these endgame connections right now. Um, I don't think we know for sure, but I've gotten the impression from Alex Hirsch before that this show might not go beyond two seasons, and if it does not. Then we have seven of then we have like uh, eight episodes left. So well, this episode really for me like because I hadn't really thought about that before. You mentioned it before in our preview podcast, but this episode, I what is it? Mm-hmm. Something Ford said, I think, or maybe one of them said something at the end of the episode, and just maybe think this is it. Like oh, is the end of the summer? Like you can stay here until the end of the summer. Yeah, and then it's over. And for me, that was like this is there's only this is it. Like this is the final season. This is we're getting. Like, we're going to the end of the summer, and that's it. Yeah, Ford places an ultimatum on them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would like for them to say if it's the last... Uh, so this would be 13, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Assuming the season is 20 episodes, which we don't know, that'd be eight episodes less. I'd love for them to say these are the final eight episodes, because then we could really, like, yeah. kick in the gear um, in terms of, like, excitement for it. Uh, but it's it's also possible the season's longer than... 20 episodes is all season there's possible is a season three but alex search just kind of said it's not going to go beyond the summer and it seems like he's kind of burnt out from making this all this kind of point to an end game this is certainly the episode that is most um that has had the most concrete conclusions drawn within the entire series like this is explains like half of the mysteries right just yeah. this one episode so it's it's uh we're certainly moving towards an end game um we can let's get into some more going recapping of the episode then I like how natural progression of it uh, comes from that. So uh, there's children down here in some sort of large... Okay, so there he sees that the kids, and he calls Zeus a large hairless gopher. Um, I get that I feel a like lot. We, I feel like I get that a lot. I feel like we've had a lot of these Zeus-type <laughs> type descriptions like this. I, didn't, yes. I don't think this Maybe is Maybe Zeus time. is, like, part weird creature. Because we don't know anything about his parents. We only know his grandma. We know his grandmother, yeah. Um, Su- Seuss being part supernatural would be a good reveal. I would like that. Yes. Uh, I would love that. He, he just suddenly has superpowers. Stan... And then Seuss should be the most shocked. That'd be the best part. <laughs> yeah, he would be the most shocked, yeah. So, uh, Stan tells Ford that these are Sherry's grandkids. Um, do, have we gotten a name before on the parents? No. Okay. We have not. Or the, not the grandkids. Or we might have. I don't know. No. I don't Sh- think so. so Sherry's grandkids. Um, I thought he said Sherma, but okay. I think it's Sherry. Delaney, explain the familial relations here. I'm going to go okay. to you on this. Okay, yeah, because I, like, brought that up, whatever ago. Yeah. So, we have, so, Mabel and Dipper are the great niece and nephew of Stan and Ford, and yeah. Ford yeah. which means that there is at least, which before this episode was like, there has to be a third sibling that has to be their grandparent. Now we know it's their grandmother. Yeah. Which means that they're that, and then so her, so grandmother, they it's, had a kid, and yeah. then Mabel and yes, yeah, so and which then, is which, which is really cool about this is because twins are known to be like this is like a genetic thing, and it's cool that like we have more twins, like it's cool because like that's a thing. 
that is a thing that is a thing yeah twins being more genetically likely for mother twins uh so we do we see we you said i saw we you were blog a post thing we see a baby at some point in this um, yes okay, when, when, when's the you baby? See baby they're arguing and that's that's when that's when um ford comes in and he's like you messed up my machine you suck i hate you blah oh, okay. blah and then the dad comes in and says they're in the living room they're in the living room and then the mom comes in holding a baby okay so yeah and i didn't know until the second rewatch that is indeed a girl yeah so it's there yes yeah, so that's dipper and mabel's grandmother yeah there you go okay that's all yep. uh Dipper is hyperventilating. The first of the two. Wait, and it means wait. I just figured something out. Yeah. So grandmother, their names Pines. So that means they had to have. Well, they could have had a daughter who kept their name, but that means dad is the connection. Dad is the connection. Yes. Well, assuming traditional norms. Well, well, actually, that doesn't make much sense because the daughter that she must have kept her name, and then there's actually no telling. She just kept her name. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Uh, Unless there's or something. Yeah, it could or or it, she name. didn't get married and she just had a baby daddy. Yeah, could could get didn't, could have not gotten married. Could have got divorced. Went back to her name. Could have just kept her name. That's all. All possible. I doubt it. Well, the twin connections probably they're related, but yeah, but not for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is the entire U.S. government's there? And who wants it's to tell us their story. entire mysterious backstory? Thank That's you. such a Mabel comment. Yeah. Well, we can just tell from just from the line. So we go. But we're in 1960s something. Char- glass shard beach new jersey um i don't think we knew that stan was from new jersey before but it makes a lot of sense yes it does <laughs> makes a lot of sense dad, yes it does dad's an owner of a pawn shop and the mom is uh, a phone psychic i love is, it which also makes a lot of sense <laughs> i love her i love their mother being a phone psychic just on so many levels it just makes me so happy the pawn shop makes so much sense that also yeah this is very bad very uh back planning parents occupations that that work they, they make yes. the stano war and plans to sail away to find treasure and stuff which is adorable yeah but then they they get, uh, they get caught in the principal's office once and they're fawning over the uh they're fawning over ford um beep boop science nerd robot <laughs> so great that's another, another good, good line yeah. there are just some quality lines in this episode yeah also, yeah. it's a very typical, like, smart twin, not so smart twin, but I do like that their relationship, except for, like, this one part, because they're about to be torn apart, is, like, not necessarily the typical, like, conflict. Like, they get along, and, like, you know, he has fun nicknames, he doesn't make fun of him because he has six fingers and all that. Yeah, hi, six. I like, I like something that I six noticed. Sixer, when I they, like that. Yeah, six, five. I remember one of the things I really liked was that the voice actors, when they're little, they have the same voice actor, or it sounds... Like they have the same voice actor for when they're children and yeah, when they grow up. I would assume I assume they're not the same little kids, but they do sound similar. Yeah, yeah, they do sound like very similar. You know what I mean? They sound almost as if they could be one voice. Yeah. Uh, so, so kind of the crucial moment of the episode. Uh, Stan breaks Ford's science project, but it's accidental and it's mm-hmm. a mistake. Yeah. He says, and then he gets kicked out, though. Well, it's interesting that he never like just like he doesn't focus on that like he doesn't keep like it was an accident it was an accident he just like accepts his fate yeah yeah so the prototypical kind of what you expect once you like uh this is one moment in the episode i think that uh kind of doesn't work like right before this because you are like okay here's where the plot's going it's not good i'm not someone who like tries to think ahead when i'm watching shows or anything i very Mm -hmm. specifically am just in the moment and even i here was like okay this is where the plot's going so that's not a good thing that happens that means you're being very tropey um, yeah, but but they do subvert it, and Stan doesn't purposely break it. He breaks it by accident, 
which makes uh, the entire situation like more tragic and make, keeps him a sympathetic character. Yes, even though he is a jerk, I adore Stan. He is maybe my favorite character aside from Abel. Yeah. And Seuss and Wendy and Dipper and they're all, they're all they're all great. They're all great. It's yeah. Mabel and then Stan they're all for great, me. Though. Okay. Uh what about Ford? When's where's Ford gonna rank? Ford's, Ford's a boy. jerk in this episode. Ford is not a jerk. We don't think he's a jerk overall, but he's kind of being a bit of a yeah. No, you're not. Uh, no. Okay. So, so, okay, so let's talk J.K. Simmons voicing Ford. Um, so we know we're a former Korra podcast, Legend of Korra podcast. We're intimately familiar with J.K. Simmons voice acting as he did Tenzin. Um, that was not that was not warranting of that reaction. I will say that. But uh, as Tenzin, I was never very impressed by J.K. Simmons as Tenzin. He was always very kind of flat and unemotional, um, which made sense for the character, but. Uh, he didn't have a lot of range in that role. He certainly didn't stand out among some incredible voice actors on that show. Here, um, I think in one episode, he is better than every episode as Tenzin uh, in Korra. Not even, this is just a ploy to more power. Yeah. Yeah, that line was, yeah. Like, that was not his, his, he did not write that line, but uh, okay. yeah, no, I think this role suits him better, I would say. Yes. Yes. It, it, it is. He was, I think he was quite good as, uh, oh yeah, as, in, as the, poindexter prodigious twin uh and i think he like he like even when he was voicing him like in his in his in high school he would how do how did he did that better he did that really well too um he just raised his voice (laughs) or maybe (laughs) maybe they uh did enhanced it but yeah i think Mm -hmm. he was good and it's exciting to see him in this role now for this last stretch maybe of episodes we'll see uh stands on his own we get an incredibly funny kind of segment of this with stan doing infomercial infomercials in different states um it's so a great. it's a total sham the sham sham wow type thing okay yeah episode's great when it makes fun of the sham wow like in your <laughs> yeah. episode, like quality episode and then the, the band-aid remover the, t- the rip-off i love both of these things don't solve problems these are like not <laughs> No, their names are the problem taking up band-aids the ripoff how many how many like ideas like he went all across the country like i just want to know what else he invented like well there's a few pictures where it shows like and the the names are all stellar the show's always been very good with uh like making fun of stan being like a con artist and this is maybe even the best (laughs) gag he gets the best gags out of it yes uh, I so, like how his mom supported him. Like, you mean my free little free spirit, Stanley? Yeah. She, it's yes. Although we don't see her again in the rest of it, unfortunately. I know. It makes me very sad. Anyways, continue. Ford goes to Gravity Falls. Uh, Stan, we cu- cut back and forth. Stan um, has a list of states he's not banned from and marks off on there. Uh, <laughs> Ford investigates thing, the investigates and records journals of anomalies. He has, there's a section where he talks about anomalies, statistical improbabilities. I thought that was well done. He uses yeah, another like descriptor that. for it. Um, we get a concrete description of what the journals are. It's his scientific research, which I'm not sure is totally logical that uh, this brilliant scientist <laughs> would record things like like uh, he may like he does with these journals. Um, it's not really a scientific process. It's not really I think technical. Link- I think they link it well, kind of, though. I mean, I think it, maybe it's a leap that I'm making, but I like how it kind of links to him having six fingers, and even though, like, yeah, he's into science and everything, it's also, like, just the weird and how he feels connected to this, and just, like, he's weird, and he's trying to, like, find something like him, and, like, I don't know, I think it makes... Like, I, think, I, think I think they do a good job explaining why he's researching this. 
Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of like, I think they look more like field journals. Yeah. And field journals can be like a mess. Okay. But trading like field journals into like scientific data notes is where you get like. It, se- it, it seemed like the show was presenting this as like the formalization of his work, which I agree doesn't really make sense because it seems no. more like a like field journal work. Yeah. But yeah, it doesn't seem same- like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he did. I mean, he made a portal. And also, like, he, to me, like, the science, yeah, we keep saying science, 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 and, like, we all, I mean, we all have, like, a preconceived, like, notion of what, what science is and what it means when we just hear science, at just the word, but all of this, as I'm watching, is, like, this is, like, the breaking point of physics is what he's been working on, like, it's, and it's, but even the university that he wanted to go to, like, this is, like, deep, like, far into the spectrum science, like, I this mean, is, like... yeah, so that's the, certainly the topic is it's not fringe, same, It's fringe physics. It's fringe science. Like, but, it's, yeah. but in order to, like, use the methods he is, he has to be rejecting the scientific method to a certain extent. You can still discover, you can still talk about fringe things and use the scientific method yeah. and yeah. formalize your work better than he did. Um, it seems There's like... There's an he, entire book on fringe scientists, if anyone wants to read it. I don't remember who wrote it, but it's called Life on the Fringe, and it's about fringe scientists and it is deeply fascinating because these are some interesting people like using stan and dipper pine or like stanford pines is like out there and just no one is like that in the world there are people like that who have crazy weird lives but they i don't think they've actually built words in the portal but That's you never know that is interesting the other the other thing is that this is clearly presented as a uh, as formal scientific research he, he's doing using grant money um yeah so yeah all these things considered, I don't uh, buy that this is scientific work. I don't. Well, think I think th- it connects to, I mean, just the relationship with his family. Like that makes sense. Like, of course, he's going to use this money to do what he wants. And like, I think I just I think it makes sense to like the extent of like what we've been presented. Well, again, I again, like, I understand like that this like I think I think the show does a good job presenting why he's researching this. But uh, the show also is saying that uh, he's using this grant money specifically like this is actually like he's formally requesting money to do this work on these anomalies and so it's not like he's doing work he's like going off the books like this is presented as on the books research to start yeah. at least yeah yeah um, but that's also probably why the government knew about it that's interesting yeah, that makes sense because when you have when you get a grant you have to like prove that you're doing like actual like work in order to continue to receive grants. And they were saying we've been waiting for this. Like, I can't remember the exact wording, but they've talked, like, the, whatever, the government agents were like, we, you know, finally, and like, you know, you know, we've, we've been waiting to come back to Gravity Falls, something like that. Like, they've, like, they talked about it in a way that, like, they knew this was going on, they were just waiting for the signature again. It makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I think with this, this being scientific work, I think that this is maybe the only point in the episode where it breaks the, uh, breaks the trust of the flashback for me so uh these these flashback episodes are they need to work so well with what we presented the entire time because we're trying to explain like hours of content that we've received previously Mm -hmm. and um you need to really gel with what you've been doing because you're it's 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 sometimes hard for the audience to believe that what we're seeing is the truth after it's um, not been presented for so long uh and this is a great case of that and uh here specifically the this is the only time where it seems to me like this is written after this backstory was not came up with before the concept. Like obviously the concept came first and then they came up with this backstory, but um, you can kind of realistically other than maybe this and maybe there's other points. I don't know. See that uh, either like, oh, okay, let's write the life of these twins from start to finish. And then we'll just focus on this one point. Um, and that, I don't buy it from this part. So I don't know. It's not, not a big criticism, but 
maybe there's other points too. We'll get to it. Uh, so, um, where are we? Nimely's dip, and then, okay, then we get the Dipper screaming about the journals, which we talked about, which is great. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, and Jason Ritter did a great job with that voicing that. Um, he was building a portal to the source of the weirdness, which we said, uh, and then he fi- he calls his college buddy Fiddleford McGucket, who's a mechanic. <laughs> I liked the, I liked the, I liked the the apple. Yeah, he's building. Friend. Yeah, building computers in Palo Alto. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and he's still they did a good job presenting him as the same character but younger. Uh, Fiddleford accidentally goes into the portal. Um, and they say, when gravity falls and Earth becomes sky, fear the beast with just one eye. I don't know what that first part means. Unless we've said, oh. Uh, well, when the portal, like, flipped things up. Well, yeah, unless that means the uh, the an- gravity anomaly is from the, uh, from the previous Like, it could happen again. Yeah, that's I interesting. Mean, like, more <laughs> badly. Like, so I think uh, it's possible. Sounds like l- a process prophecy from game of thrones i'm not harry potter prophecy yeah it's, it, it just sounds like very very it just sounds like a prophecy like all prophecies sound like this they it's, rhyme. it seems they like this sense. could be implying that um now that stand opened the portal again and the result of what he did was these gravity anomalies we could be seeing um assuming the beast with one eye is bill cypher we could be seeing bill cypher again and in, in bigger yeah. force which is what we talked about before also i just oh, finally read it this yeah another beast another beast it could be a different people bring in a new villain possibly yeah uh, i don't i if, if it's the end of the show no but if it's not if they're doing another season they will so it depends on that uh he goes to he calls stan up he wants him to hide the journal and he wants him to take the one journal and go away so again I, i'm not sure that i think we're rushing in this episode through this this episode is 30 minutes no commercials an actual 30 minutes yet it, we go. We do move pretty fast here. I'm not sure the episode does a good job of convincing us why he needs st- he needs to call Stan and have Stan specifically take this just this one journal far away. I mean, it's not a good route, but like he's obviously crazy, and we know from the journals with the Dipper yeah, the, yeah, that he's also, losing his mind. We also showed at this point that he's really paranoid. Yeah. So I think I, I think mean, I mean is, is Bill Cipher making him his paranoid? Do we know if he's appeared to? We know no. he heard voices. That's it. Uh, we did no, no Bill Cipher in this episode. I don't think. Yeah. Like the only like evi- like the only hint of him like losing his mind aside from him like being clearly like off his rocker was when Fiddleford went no, into the to portal and he heard voices. No, he talked about them in the journals, but just not in this episode. Yeah, but in the, you know he doesn't talk about the journals, but he'd already seen Bill Cipher. Was Bill Cipher driving him crazy? Like probably. Yeah, that's true. He if he wrote in the journals about Bill Cipher, and it's not like. Well, okay, so no, because he have a late onset schizophrenia. Or McGucket goes through the portal and he takes him back, and so he could have written about Cipher after talking to McGucket about the one-eyed beast in detail, right? Mm-hmm. So well, but possible. like in the the journal entry, isn't it like avoid at all costs? Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, there's that was some detailed like information about Bill Cipher, and that's how they found out to go into his mind, right? So. He he! I think he was intimately familiar with Bill Cipher, and Bill Cipher was making him crazy. Was like in his head. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not sure about the timeline on this. Yeah, so I mean, to... why wouldn't he just burn the journals then? Like, because he wants to keep. Like... I think it's I think because he wants to keep his uh, all the result of his work. Like, yeah, tangible. that would make sense. Yeah, this is this is an, a good example of um, things that only make sense given that this is like the 70s and the 60s. Like if you can't tell the story now because it makes no sense given electronics. 
Yeah. Just everything mm-hmm. about the journals just makes no sense when you can just scan them. Well, and then, well, then from the standpoint of, um, like, I the, th- the thing I'm thinking of is like Frankenstein, but that's not what I'm. But like the idea of like you build something and you're like this is awful, this needs to stop, but you still can't let go of it. Yeah. Of course, the good idea would have been to burn the journals. That would have made sense. Yeah, no, I think it makes sense you that know, he wants to get, still want kind to get of rid attached. of. Yeah, he doesn't want to get rid of his work. I think it makes sense. Yeah. He could have even just ripped out the pages that had that on there, but no, he wasn't going to yeah. do that. Yeah, but then they fight, and uh, conveniently, they activate the portal as they're fighting, and then uh, Stan goes into the portal. And the scar. Or, or Ford goes into the portal, yeah. And the scar, yeah. Which, I, that was one of the things I was like, oh my god, that got explained. Because that's been bothering me, like, since I watched it. I was like, what is that from? What episode what is, is it from? Do we well, see no, it? it's in a few episodes where yeah, we see I it. I barely remember it. Uh, I, tried, I tried before we started that I was looking through pictures and things trying to find it but um like it's in a few like more it's definitely more than once Mm -hmm. though I thought it was on his chest for some weird reason there might be another one unless I'm just like Mm -hmm. I might have just misremembered but I thought there was something on his chest I don't know I this is one of the things I've lost to the ages of of the show (laughs) it's gone the three the three years air period the three year airing period for 30 episodes uh so he goes Stands on his own. He goes to the store. We start. We see all these um, old versions of the town people. Before we see the old version of uh, of biker. What's I forget his name, but uh, the get him, get him, or something like that. So he's yeah. get, get out, get out. The mom to him, a young version mm-hmm. of him. See the lazy Susan and how she gets the lazy eye. That and... I like freaked out. <laughs> wow, <laughs> such okay. mythology building. Yeah, uh, old version of the great, cops though. and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, we, did, we didn't see the other cop. The other cop? I'm not sure if we did. There's a lot of people Because I was like, there. where is where is his buddy? Where? Yeah. I mean, they're legit married. Like, where's the other one? Yeah, but then it's okay. So then the story ends. Dipper's sorry for not trusting Stan. Um, although, I still think it seems like he's justified still. I don't think the story absolves Stan's shadiness, really. Well, no. I mean, Stan's <laughs> just shady. Like, yeah. it's... I don't know why he couldn't tell anyone. Does the show? Does it? Does it, this episode really try, try to explain why he can't tell the kids? Well, I mean, it makes sense in the whole like he, his whole like wanting to protect them, and he assumed his brother's identity. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> he faked his own death, like to assume his. Yeah. Brother's so the grifter death. thing is a picture of himself and faking his death. Yeah. yeah. And he like that's the big. Th- that, that's what I'm stuck on this episode. Is he faked his own death. He's he lied to their parents. He had he lied to his parents. He lied to his sister. And yeah. like, oh, I mean, that's true. Yeah, he lied to everyone. Like in his, family. how does he convince his sister that he's his brother? I mean, she may well, just like. This... I mean, she was really little when yeah, they probably, were yeah, like older, so them, she yeah. might not be. She, she hasn't seen either of them yeah. probably in like a long time. So like she maybe she didn't know he had six fingers, or he might not have shown up to the funeral. Like he just faked his death. It doesn't mean that anything actually happened. Yeah, like he might not have had to convince anyone, but that he just that that happened. That he had to at some point lie to like everyone. Yeah, yeah the, his the, parents. I mean, we can. Well, then why is the sister probably not for alive? The to, it's like someone she doesn't know. It's getting we don't yeah, know. getting a little sketchy there. I think. But what I meant, like, it wasn't know. like. We don't know what type of. We don't know how close they were. We don't. Know how close. Okay, so I guess the the point is that if they're close, then she would know. But uh, if they're not close, then it makes sense. But then why is she sending them to? Well, I mean, if I they mean, were, he could have had the face, the six finger surgically removed. Maybe he's like, and, yeah, I got that taken care of. Or she might, he, she honestly might not have known, like, 
depending on how young and like how much. I mean, because that's another thing. He was he was in high school when she was born. She just so she just meets um, Stan later in life, yeah. and he introduces like, himself as Ford. Like and, she might not um, have yeah. really known Ford at all, and like what? Yeah, so Ford she just she doesn't know Stan. that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like um, you could easily explain away the so fact. They, so they they have to have like started their relationship later in life and before. Yeah, yeah so that's the only way to explain that, which I guess makes sense. Uh, anger's memory thing. So yeah, the they use the memory gun from um, Blind Eye, right? Society, even though which I played conveniently. Even though I remember <laughs> none of that episode, uh, and they forget all, the government agents forget everything and the. Uh, Tie, thread and the thread tying this entire season together is resolved because <laughs> the government <laughs> agents go away all yes. with this one act although um, i felt really bad he he had been practicing excited noises to make <laughs> and he forgot them i'm so sad uh, ron swanson agent like so sad yeah uh, but uh it's i think he might be my favorite person ever the uh just, the agent yes i just enjoy listening to him talk i mean yes that's i i feel that uh <laughs> you, you feel me but then Ford presents this very real report, uh, drawings by Maple, which was great. I oh my god! Yeah, J.K. Simmons gives a convincing performance as a fake performance. I think <laughs> Dipper has Those... to yeah, Dipper has to ask like a couple billion questions. Um, the way he clicks his pin is so adorable to me. <laughs> like it's so great. Uh, the Maple's, like, Maple's listening to them talk and. She thinks Ford was going to promise them puppies made out of ice cream, but that might just be wishful thinking. <laughs> Mabel was just so unbelievably Mabel this episode. That was, like the, that was the best line ever. Mabel's like, I like how Kristen Shaw read She's that She's the line. only one not freaking out. She's just like, there's a portal. Okay. Why does why does Dipper, like, let her, like, why does Dipper <laughs> yeah, rely on Dipper information? Like, well, Dipper's, like, like Dipper. in a worse state right now, because he's all, like, so weirded out by everything and too much going on. Mabel... Mabel's like a parody of herself at this point, and she knows it. So, like, she yes. wasn't actually excited when she heard that. She just said it flat. So, I think that was yes. a great line read by, by yes. Kristen Shaw. Uh, like, 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 Mabel, like, even Mabel is done with herself. <laughs> She's just like, whatever. I, this is a good, uh, a good description of beginning. Mabel of puberty, could right? like walk into Mordor and just not be faced by anything. Like, this guy could actually fall, and she'd be like, "All right, guys, I got this." She's gonna grow up to like work for the cia and that just the most co- like nothing nothing could make her freak out except for a few boys but that's okay i feel her puppies, anyways continue puppies made of ice cream but that might just be wishful thinking then then they have their all, their whole, their puppy whole, made of ice cream. like but if like, it's made of ice cream and you eat it then it's not a puppy anymore that's the thing but is, it, but is it like a puppy that's just like made out of ice cream? Oh, so she doesn't have to eat it. <laughs> no, like it could be like, like an actual puppy. It just happens to be made out of ice cream. So would it be like an actual puppy? Like, could I take? So this she wants to keep it as a dog, but like ice would cream. But I have. But would I, would I have to be careful with it? Like, if it went outside, yeah, would it, it melt? melt and then I my puppy melt it, or would it be like Olaf and he just like stays? This is the most important discussion. So I feel like the enjoyment you get from a puppy and the enjoyment you get from ice cream contradict each other. If given, if yes. combined, I mean, I guess cuddling with it would be kind of sh. But yeah. like, <laughs> well, yeah, I could take. I could move to like the North Pole and take my puppy with me, and my puppy could be outside. Well, my puppy grew up to be a dog, and then like he watched of my yeah, house, be... or like ice cream, like 
Is I don't think ice cream's going like to be like a just be like a small puppy forever. That's well, I feel like that's the least of the questions. That's like <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> question to ask about this. Does the puppy grow up is not really relevant, right? <laughs> I mean, it's relevant in two ways. Like, does it actually grow up, or is it going to grow up, or am I going to eat asking, it? Are like, you asking, does it grow up in terms of how it, like, grows muscle mass what and stuff? What would do with a puppy? Would she, like, make her life... Where was Waddles this episode? Yeah, I was about to where say, is... where's Waddles? Where is Waddles? Why are you would daydreaming and the about puppy get ice cream and Waddles? Waddles and puppy ice cream. Waddles would eat the puppy made of ice cream. No, sure. really, no. Where was Waddles? I know, we need more where Waddles. Waddles? Waddles should have been involved in this. Like I'm very, I'm distraught. What happened to Waddles? Waddles is the best character on the show. Um, but yes. then Dipper and Mabel have their sibling moment. <laughs> they're contra- yeah. they're contractually obligated to have a sibling moment every episode. Um, yes. Don't think we'll turn out like Stan and Ford, will you? And then mm-hmm. um, no, the stupid no. And then but then Mabel's worried. Mm. That yeah. like can we not end the episode on a sad note? Like can we not do that, please? To me, this, to me, sad. I don't know what this means, right? Because I know everything's about Dipper and Mabel's relationship and stuff like that, but. Like, this didn't really connect to anything else for me, and I don't know if this meant anything. It's not really going to come into play later, so this is just, like, the ending on a sentimental note. It well, works It works if you're watching it for the first time, but then the second time, I'm like, what? What does this really do? Well, for me, I was, like, I've been wondering this while I've been watching the entire show, is that, like, Mabel and Dipper are so different, and yet they work, and I don't know how, and I'm wondering if we're going to, like, we kind of got to it, like, earlier in the season, like, when they had, like, their fight, and it was kind of like, Mabel, you, like, don't do anything, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm just, like, wondering, like, is it, maybe, are we going to have an episode like that, where I we kind of come Okay, yeah, so like, I think they could be using this as part of, like, a season-long arc in terms of uh, them, like, separating at the end of the summer, right? Not as close yeah. anymore. Um and I think and like this, growing this, up, I mean, yeah, they're, growing I mean, they're up and growing up and growing apart. So I think it could work with that arc, but I still don't think it works episode specific. Is what my my comment would be. But, I do agree with that because like it's it's not like I mean, kind of Stan and Ford's relationship is kind of a parallel, but only because Dipper and Mabel have the whole like science twin, different twin, that kind of thing. You could argue science twin, free spirit twin, but that's like the only parallel. I mean, they're so, like I could twins, stack. But... Yeah, well, obviously. Did, but did, like, did you know that they're twins? They're both twins. No, they're I two sets no of twins. Like, what? They're twins? Um, shocker. Uh, Hashtag analysis. <laughs> Shut up. But, you know, I mean, that's Harry like Potter the is a wizard and Jesus <laughs> dies at the end of the book. Sorry, guys. <laughs> How dare you? Um, I actually had a point to make. No, now you forgot. So let's talk about the stinger at the end with uh, Seuss calling Wendy. Uh, it's great. A plus. It, it, him explaining everything, and then also act, it's act great because you literally can't explain this episode to someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. you literally did that. It's so great. It, it's pretty wonderful. And you it just love the idea that Seuss calls Wendy. Like, it's like trying to explain the Minions movie. Yeah, well, that's even less sensical. So exactly, and like I love that this happened. That like Seuss, like yes, this is exa- you can't explain this episode. And Wendy is so done. <laughs> it was beautiful. I'm so glad that was just like I gotta call Wendy. So great. Yeah. Uh, maybe the fact w- that Wendy actually picked up one of the best stingers. Maybe and listen, she listened for 14 hours. After like four, I'd be like, okay, I'm done, and I'm pretty patient. <laughs> it's true. After four, you'd make it four hours of Seuss saying the <laughs> one twin, the other twin, with both of their names and stuff. Also, can we talk about we got to 3 a.m. and they were only at that part? Okay. <laughs> what did we? What did we miss in terms of specifics? What? Do you, any lines? Anything? Do you really need to bring up? Oh, I saw something on Tumblr, and apparently um, Blendon was at the... Yeah, Blendon was at the <laughs> name thing in the beginning, where they're going to sign yeah. their names, yeah. Blendon was here, yeah. 
I'm Blendon is that's my favorite episode, the first Blendon episode. So I'm all in favor so of more Blendon. I'm all, like time travel, yes, please. Any anything else? Okay. Great. I really hope I really hope we get like another episode that's like also explains things. Next episode is Dungeons, Dungeons, and more Dungeons, airing August third. Yes. I don't know oh, what that I want, means. But. I want their grandmother to like show up and like beat the crap out of like her brothers, and then be like, "Can y'all please get your stuff together, please?" Yeah, we like, don't know. We don't know what's. Uh, we don't know what. Uh, what's her? What's? Uh, I forgot her name already. But uh, I thought are we ever sure. going to see their parents? No. Yeah, that's not. No. I mean, maybe in the last episode, but that's it. What could be like in the movie not... where they're just like blacked out? No. <laughs> Rejected. Okay. Rejected. <laughs> Uh, All right. What's, uh, what's no? Uh, I have it on the outline, but yeah. Anyway, we could. Uh, is she alive? We don't know that or anything, right? Yeah. So the grandmother. Yeah. We have dungeons, dungeons, and more dungeons. August third, and the Stanchurian candidate, August twenty fourth. They're really loving these puns, aren't they? Yeah, I don't even <laughs> know what to do with that. <laughs> like, I would like to know if we're in the home. I would like to know if we're in the home stretch because if we are, then they've written the finale. So, I mean, if we are, if we have so many episodes with Stan in it, I feel like it's like that is an indicator. Of Stan's the like not well. Now that we know everything about Stan, like this episode completely solves Stan. So, I don't think Stan episodes necessarily are going to be important anymore. No. Well, I just meant like the fact that his name is in like all the episodes. Yeah, Stan is also just like irre- Stan's like irrelevant now. <laughs> don't say that he did everything he, i love stan we've done everything like now that his brother's back he's the only one that knows anything stan we know we know everything stan knows and we know all the mysteries about stan now or how did he get the portal to work again uh he followed the directions in the books what did the directions in the books say do something about nuclear waste <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dylan's not wrong. i don't think the show is going to explain that i think like that's i don't think they are either we're not but I just want Stan to be important. Yeah. Okay. He's not important. Right. I mean, it's going to come down to Stan being, like, trying to protect the kids, and that's what's going to, like, that's going to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's probably his role now, stuff like that. Because that's, that's what he assumed at the end of the episode. Not assumed. Yeah. That's what he, like, the role he assumed. Different yeah. usage of, of that word. Okay. And that's what he assumed when he finally, like, revealed that he knew about the journals. Like, that, like, this is Stan. This is who he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I want you to tell me overall, um... Uh, this how you think of this episode in context of other Gravity Falls episode. Uh, you can grade it out of ten if you want, but you don't have to. And so, like, is this the best Gravity Falls episode? Is this top five? What do you think, Delaney? Uh, um, I don't think it's the best episode. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, because like like you said, kind of tropes, and I mean, it was great for a flashback episode. Like, awesome, great job. Like, top tier flashback episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's probably in my top five. That's uh, something I keep forgetting to do is do a rankings. It's definitely not my favorite episode. Like, overall, just good episode. I enjoyed the narrative. I mean, it's great, all the mysteries that were solved. And I- I'm always a sucker for little things in episodes, and this episode had a lot of it. And the humor was great. Um, out of ten, I would give it a nine, which theoretically is really, it's not low, but not necessarily the highest for a Gravity Falls episode, because like you said, Gravity Falls episodes aren't really average anymore, and this isn't like, best, but probably top five, not my favorite, but awesome. Uh, Britt, what do you think? I want to say this is my favorite episode. I really like flashback episodes. I may be in like, the low point of that of, like, people, or, like, the minority of people who really enjoy flashback episodes, but every time we get when you show up, I'm like, that's flashback. <laughs> like, I am just a sucker for, like, 
say, like, I, I would watch, like, ten episodes of just backstory from the show just filled with meta that I can dissect because that's what I like. And it was very plot-heavy. We learned a lot about Stan. There was a lot of, like, interesting stuff. I like tropey things when they're done well like this. Like, I like seeing certain elements of, like, fiction that are repetitive. Like, I just... Like, I enjoy those types of things. And I like that we learned a lot and it was very mysterious, but we still got, like, a cornerstone episode. I just like episodes with a lot of plot. And there was a lot of plot in this episode. So I think this might be... This might be behind the um, music festival episode, but it's definitely either the first or second. Cool. Uh, yeah, I wonder if this is going to be considered like a classic and um, one of the best episodes of television of the year, and we're going to hear all about it and stuff. I think it might. Uh, I wasn't. I don't know. We have to ask me again, like after I haven't podcasted all day, <laughs> and this is and I'm very <laughs> tired right now. What I thought of it, but initially I, I was really liking it and i still like it afterwards on second rewatch but it was um probably not in my top five maybe my top 10 i mean outside of my top 10 you're like oh there's only 30 episodes of the show that means you didn't like it no i think there's a solid 20 episodes of the show that are excellent uh that are like very good to excellent so it can be outside of the top 10 and still be great but uh that's probably where i'm leaning right now is around 10 number 10 or outside the top 10 uh I also, I don't think that I also generally love flashback episodes. So I don't think so. I think I'd be biased towards this rather than biased against it. Some of the like Zuko alone, Korra alone, flashback episodes, and Korra, yeah. yeah, those are the best. Some of the best. Um, yeah. So I think that's that about does it. We'll be back on August third for the next episode. Uh, we could do a preview one for it, but that's this one's not that's not too far away. August third. Mm-hmm. Uh, any nope. anything? Last thoughts on uh, Tale of Two Stands great episode worth the hype i think i think it was worth the hype too yeah i mean there's also a uh like four or five month wait for it but what can you do i mean i do think it would have been better if disney hadn't spoiled some of like what would have been like cool like oh my god moments yeah yeah the the stanley stanford thing had no impact in the beginning no and uh also, what tip, like, really, what a tip, it's like a typical but not typical thing for twins. I don't know, I liked it, kind of. Yeah. Names thing, like. Names also thing. really confusing, why would you do that to your children? Uh, the, the cipher reveal at People the end. People are terrible. The cipher oh. reveal at the end is apparently his dad, uh, like, was lazy and named both his son, didn't know what to do with his sons, named both his sons Stan, Stan or something like that. So that was, <laughs> that's the cipher code at the end of it. That's great. Thanks to CO for already cracking that. There you go. Uh, nice. I don't know. I think yeah. I think that's it. That about does it. You can find I've been Dylan Heisen. That's Delaney Stovall. Brittany Falcon. You can find our social media accounts. Too tired to go over them at uh, overlyanimated dot com. Uh, you can find all the information about the podcast overlyanimated dot com. Uh, you can become a patron at patron patreon dot com slash overlyanimated. We need your support to keep going. And uh, thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, aka Hey Yeah, Mitch, aka the Fever, the Fever Mitch. Um, Beatriz, a.k.a. Beatriz Beltrix Lestrange, and Cordell, a.k.a. Cordell University. Um, and you can get a cool nickname and stuff like that. Check out all the other rewards, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. And I think that about does it. The rest of this week we'll be talking about Steven Universe every day, because that show airs regularly, unlike this show. Um, <laughs> you know, Ow. Ouch. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's not all Disney's fault. The show just has an incredibly slow production schedule. I don't know why. 
but I mean, I mean it's, high it's incredibly high quality, yeah. sure. But so, also, so Korra was even more so, and at some point that aired regularly. <laughs> at some point, at some point, that was also even, even worse scheduling stuff with me. But yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Thanks for thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.